Hey there, Donna Ashton here. And listen, I get you. You're already busy with a full calendar and trying to squeeze in some inspiration and learning here. So I won't waste your time or bring fluffy crap you can't use. I'm here to help you design a simplified business you can scale and help you work less and make more. This show is for high achieving coaches and experts who want strategies to unlock the next level in their business and create days that allow creative time and space for family, all while increasing revenue. Let's get to it. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Four Day Weekends. Today, I'm super excited to have a special guest, Liz August. And I am going to give you just a little bit about her before we jump into how she is currently working four days and working on only working three days. So uh, her business is Simplify Simplify. It's a consulting and outsourcing agency that helps overwhelmed heart-centered fempreneurs streamline and run their businesses with greater efficiency, confidence, and profitability. Liz diagnoses what your online business needs and her team connects clients with the right tech and systems, operational strategy, and done for you services. So it is my pleasure to introduce Liz August, a business and tech strategist and owner of Simplify Simplify. Just love the name of that, right? It's kind of says everything. Welcome, Liz. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. And yes, Simplify Simplify is the name of the game. I'm all about just making owning a business easier. Yeah. So tell us how you kind of got here. (laughs) (laughs) So believe it or not, I was a Spanish middle school teacher and I did that for 10 years. It was actually the whole, like, this was the track that I was on. This was my goal in life. I decided in fourth grade, I'm going to be a teacher because I also really wanted to be a mom. And I thought, okay, well, you got to make money to afford children. Uh, So why not have a teaching job where you're home in the late afternoon when they're home and you get all the same days off in the summers. And I loved Spanish and I don't speak Spanish. You know, it's not my native language. It's not, you know anything that my family grew up speaking. We, we don't have any, <laughs> any Hispanic, Spanish blood, nothing at all. I just loved it. And I taught it and I loved my students, loved them. And I loved teaching, but I quickly realized that it just was not a lifestyle. I wanted to continue living. Yeah. I mean, I could give a million excuses like, Oh, the administration and, you know, the rules and da, da, da. But it was all about the lifestyle. I was coming home exhausted. I was falling asleep on the couch at like four o'clock. We were eating dinner on the way home from school. My husband and I taught in the same building. And so we would just like, we called it senior citizen dinner. And then we'd fall asleep on the couch. (laughs) I mean, it was bad. I'm like, we were in our early thirties. You were the early, early birds. (laughs) Oh my God. It was like, we would contractually leave the building at three. And I think we were sitting in a restaurant at three 30 and then we would be home like four 30 passed out on the couch, waking up at 5am. I was like, there's, you have to get up very early. So I guess, you know, is is moved back. So trying to stay up till six o'clock was like being up till midnight. Right. It was terrible. So I was like, this is just not how I want to live. I don't want to come home, fall asleep and have a little kid like 
I don't know, just seeing her parents asleep on the couch. I think that's crazy. So I, it took me three years to get pregnant. I'm an infertility mom and I finally had my little girl and I was like, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to take a year off and I'm just going to stay home with this amazing creature that I've created. And I'm going to just see if a business that I opened up could make it. At the time, I was a professional organizer. I was going into people's homes and I was helping them simplify there. So the business was always called Simplify Simplify, but it was simplifying and creating physical space so that your mental space was more clear. As I was doing that, I kept getting clients say, well, man, now that we've done the house, I feel like my business or, you know, I could use somebody to help me with personal things like being a personal assistant and, you know, making doctor's appointments and returning Amazon packages and things like that. And so it grew until I got to a client who is actually a very good friend of mine and she needed a spreadsheet made after she had a women's coaching retreat because she's a, a women's coach. And so I made the spreadsheet. It probably took me all of 20 minutes. And she was like, you could have gotten that to me in two weeks. <laughs> And it would have been fine. And I think she recognized that I just have this knack for organization. I love technology. I got my first computer when I was 10 because I am a millennial. So I've always been really great with technology. And when I combine the two, even as a teacher, I was just a a force to be reckoned with. I was one of the first first teachers in the building to have everything online. And this is because probably teachers are like not online. I mean, now they probably are. Right. Back then. Yes. After COVID for sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But I was just very, very good at it. So I started just an hourly virtual assistant. I pivoted the business. So it was no longer organizing houses. This actually happened just in time for COVID. So it was great that I could stay home and not worry about losing income. They didn't want you coming into their houses and decluttering. Exactly. I, I did yeah. a lot of decluttering during the pandemic. I will just say, but I enjoy it. But I'm like, I decluttered everything. So there's nothing else to do. Yeah. I feel like so many people were just home. Like, okay, well, this is a great time to do all those house projects. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like Home Depot was selling out of everything. At oh my time. God, they were. <laughs> they were a, the only place open. <laughs> right. These are the things we'll and remember. Me, is it was we all we could do. It was like, hmm, I always wanted to rearrange this entire laundry room. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the other thing too is while we are all stuck home is coaches and service providers had to think of new ways to do business. Yeah. A lot of these coaches that were doing retreats and, you know, these web sem- seminars that turned into webinars, right. they had to really do a lot of quick thinking. And I was a huge part of that and getting their, all of their services updated so that anything in person became online. Right. And that's really just where we go. So now I, I'm no longer just a one woman show. I have a full team that works with me. They, I have a couple of assistants that are working every day for me. And then we have a whole bunch of tech assistants who do bigger builds like websites and funnels. And I pull them in whenever we have a project that calls for that. So yeah, we're worldwide and and now I only work four days a week. <laughs> so tell me how that became about. So I'm sure you didn't start off that way. So no. I mean, I'm sure you start off, okay, I'll, let me see what I can do to help you. So were you doing like 
whatever they kind of wanted and just sort of let's see what I want to do or what I can do right yeah I mean I was taking everybody and anybody because I was in this mindset like I need to replace my teaching income I need to afford the lifestyle that we're accustomed to so I wasn't really paying attention to myself and what I needed I was working, I think like 14 hour days during COVID, which I mean, like I was also freaking out. So yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, my part, my husband, he's such a great partner. He was able to, he's salaried and he was home working. And so he was able to be there more for our daughter than I could be, but there were plenty of days where she had her iPad and a blanket under my desk and just kind of set up a fork down there. So, you know, it was just this constant, constant working to try to, get to a point that I felt comfortable financially. And I'm very proud of all of that progress, but I quickly realized that I needed to practice what I preach because I was selling to female entrepreneurs saying, you need to outsource, you need to delegate, you need to you know, increase your bandwidth, you need to show up for your clients and be there for them. You also need to be there for your family. You also need to be there for yourself. But I wasn't doing- You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> this sounds like good advice. <laughs> I was giving great advice. I was very, very good with the advice, but I was not following my own advice. So I realized like, I can't. When you have to start bringing on team. So what did you do first? Did you you bring on team first or did you say, okay, I'm only going to do this, like certain types of things? Like what was like the first, because I, we have, I think there's probably a lot of people doing things like what you're doing, like done for you services. And I feel like it's a little bit harder. Like I am come from like a coaching background and work with a lot of coaches and consultants. I feel like I'm not saying it's easier, but I feel like doing done for you work is a little harder to, to scale because you can't just put them all into a group coaching program, right? Like you can't just say, exactly right. Right. So how do you, what is, what was your, hopefully you could remember, what was your first thing? What did you do first? Yeah. So really it came down to, I am so stretched thin that now I'm stunted. I can't make more money because I can't work more hours. Yeah. And I was on yourself, right? I'm right. sure I was already, like, I, now I'm assuming oh you were already very organized with what you were doing. Like, I think if some people, exactly. you can try to streamline and create templates and create. That's like, right. and I had done that. You'd already like, done all that just months. because that's a natural thing for you. <laughs> exactly. So the, the business was as automated and streamlined as possible so that I didn't really have to work on my business. Yes. It just was a well-oiled machine. Okay. And I had all of my bandwidth for the clients. And then, you know, later you find out like, oh, you probably should have put your attention towards your own business too. But, you know, this is the cost of, of we all learn as entrepreneurs. Right. So, so I quickly just said, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't take more clients and make more money unless I bring people in. I'm a teacher at heart. I love to teach people how to do things that are helpful. Mm -hmm. And so when I realized that my clients don't, some of them do, some of them are like, can you teach me how to do this? Can you set it up and then teach me how to manage it? Like some of them really want to know how the business tech runs, but many of them are like, just set it up for me and I'll come back if I need you again. And they usually come back. And I love that I get the full spectrum, but 
but I realized like not everybody, I can't teach every client how to do this. So I'm going to teach assistants how to do it. And then that way I can get, I can help more people. And the first assistants that I brought on were actually a friend from my hometown and a gal uh, a town away that I had actually only met in person once, but we talked a lot because we were both professional organizers. So we had met kind of networking and having done the same thing. And I thought, well, she's very organized and I very, you sought out the people who were already organized, which is a great way to go. (laughs) They have an innate ability already. And that's like, okay, now they just have to learn a little bit different. Like, just like you did shifting it from closets and houses and drawers to online. Exactly. And she already owned her own business. So she understood entrepreneurship and she understands what a business needs, right? A website and social media. And so she knew marketing a little bit. And so together we were just like, and what's funny too, is she also said that she loved owning a business, but didn't want to be like the boss, Mm. right? And so I thought, well, this is perfect because she's going to stay home and work the hours she wants to stay home and work. She'll still be there for her family and her kids, and then she'll make money and she won't have to do that part of owning her own business right? because she, I'm just kind of giving her the stuff to do. So it has been just the best. She's my right-hand woman. She takes care of me and she only works four days a week. She's not working today is a Thursday. She's off. So I love that I can give that to her too. You know, I love the fact that you're saying that not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur or like do that because as a like serial entrepreneur, (laughs) that's hard to (laughs) fathom. But I think I've seen some friends of mine who are like, I just am not that person. I'm just not cut out to do it. Or they want to be independent, like you're saying. She still has a very flexible schedule, but she doesn't have to worry about the money coming in or where am I going to find my next client or whatever. Like you're, and not everybody is that, but they are, they're still getting a flexible schedule and still, and obviously working for a friend and, you know, having a really good relationship and feeling like they're really part of something and that she's helped build Yes. And that's like all of a sudden you're going like going from one person show to then having a team of two or three or four people. Now you're like running a business. I'm not saying you're not running a business before, but now you've got like a team. So it's a different thing and you're exploring together how this can look. So she feels invested in, in it. Right. Exactly. And, you know, you kind of said something there where you're like, not everybody wants to own a business and not everybody I wouldn't say cut out. I think people can do a lot of different things, but just this idea of like, they don't want to do the businessy things. I have met so many incredible clients who are pure creatives and visionaries. Mm -hmm. And you put them in a room in a coaching atmosphere because most of my clients are coaches. I have a lot of service providers, but mostly coaches. And they light up and they have this, brilliance and genius that they share with people through coaching. But when it comes down to a website or invoicing or scheduling or creating an email funnel or a sales page, any, you know, a CRM, any of these things, they're just like, I would rather you chop off my leg. That would feel better. (laughs) And 
I, that I love supporting them in that way. I actually thought that I wanted to be a life coach when I was teaching. I actually did a life coaching program and that's where I met many of my now clients because I can only help you. I feel like, right. Like having a life coaching place of, of knowing can only help you run a business yeah. and help clients. <laughs> and exactly. Team. And so, and I understand my clients better because they're coaches. And so I'm seeing you know, having gone through the training, I almost did certification. I didn't end up doing that because I realized I don't want to coach. I want to support coaches. And mm-hmm. so having that background and knowing the kinds of businesses they want to set up, they just want to be in their zone of genius, serving their clients the best way that they can. They don't want to be freaking out because the, you know, Zoom recording wasn't working. And so just being able to offer them that peace of mind that they're, that they're held and they're supported, I think is just, I, it's, it allows me to shine in my organizational type A personality where I just want to help everybody do things better. And, you know, it, it gives them the support that they need, that they give to other people. It gives them the bandwidth to be able to show up like that. I just feel like it's a, it's a give, give no matter what. I love this because I feel like, you know, many entrepreneurs are scared to hire or afraid to kind of bring on team and they get to that place, which I work with a lot of them who are, you know, like you said, coaches and consultants and these service-based providers who are like, I can't be the one man show any longer, or maybe they have an assistant, but it's time to bring on someone to actually do some of the work. And it's nice to hear this kind of perspective from you of how it can be if you find the right people and not just you know, like, oh, now I have to money suck or something. You know, I think they're like, oh my gosh, am I bringing enough money in to cover all of this? And do I price things? And I'm sure that there's a little bit of like working that out, right? For you, how did did you have to Mm -hmm. go, okay, now I have to have a set prices or how did it work? Right. Well, and that's exactly why my agency is structured the way that it is. Every single client that I have, they come in looking for a virtual assistant because that's the term that they know right? Like when we own a business and we're like, oh my God, I have so much stuff I need to get done. I must need a virtual assistant. We immediately start searching for a virtual assistant. And what makes us different is any virtual assistant could do what I'm doing, but they are going, if you hired me, Donna, as a regular virtual assistant, you, I would look to you and say, give me a list of the things you want done. Mm. And depending on, you know, If you're a creative and your mind doesn't work that way, if you're very busy and your business is super fast scaling, you don't have time to make that list for me. Many clients that I've seen don't even have a moment to sit down and think, well, what can I have Liz do? I remember the doing this. I'm like, I don't even know what, what can I have them do? I don't know what to do. (laughs) Yes. And so that's why I see so many virtual assistants just, it's not failing on their side. It's a failed relationship. Right. because they don't know their worker yeah and they're so exactly. busy their like, worker is... yeah. yeah and, that's and what virtual assistant could be is such a generic term these days for yes. something like it feels like Absolutely. when I first hired my virtualist or maybe it's just my business has evolved I don't know you can tell me but it feels like just like everything else we've become a lot more specialized like you used to be a life coach or a business right. coach or a virtual women's empowerment right yeah. exactly and now there are all these little specialized things 
you know, I'm a social media manager or whatever. I'm, you know, I'm doing a calendar and I don't even know all the different virtual assistants. I mean, I think there's sort of like admin types and then there's like copywriting. Correct. Like I used to have my assistant do all of that stuff, right? She did the, she wrote my newsletter. She did my scheduling. She sent out posts on social media. She did whatever customer service for my clients. Like she did everything. And now that seems to be changed. Uh, people are it is. now into a little more specialized. People have niched down. And what I have told everybody is that instead of niching down my services, I've niched down to my type of client oh, because nice. I know that the best client for me is a female entrepreneur, typically a coach or another service provider. And I have not niched down my services. And here's why. Going along with that worker bee analogy, right? Where you have to tell them like, okay, go do this. Now go do this, do the social media, do the website, do the emails. Any VA can do that. Most VAs can do that. What I insist upon is that first my clients do a strategy session with me because I need to know what your business is like. I need to know as much as I can about it. I need to know how it works. I need to know who you're serving. I need to know about your services, your packages, how you feel about your website, what you want for your social media. I can't just have someone hire me and say, okay, go do VA things because (laughs) they might think, right? They might think they need a brand new splashy website when really what they need to do is they need to get more clarity on their services and client journey and talking about those things and putting that into words on a website. It's not the flashy website. They need to have clarity in order to have that clarity come across on the website. So So you're doing like virtual assistant strategy. I mean, you're really like looking, you're like support strategy for them is what you're really doing. Yeah. And so I meet with all the clients and I do support strategy. I I strategize around how can we make your business easier, more streamlined, more organized, and what can I then have the team make for you, create for you, design for you, organize for you? What can we deliver to you that you can then keep running so that everything that I've learned about what your business needs can keep continuing to happen. And so once I do the strategy, I then project manage all the people you need because instead of having a website girl, a social media girl, a landing page girl. That's what I was just thinking. I'm like, then it's like a one-stop shop, which is nice because now, I mean, this is what's happened to me. I have an amazing assistant. I know you're listening, Erica. (laughs) (laughs) Who is still left to Erica. (laughs) Who is turning into more of a content writer, right? She started off doing whatever for me and learned a lot. And but now she's like, I really love this piece. So I know eventually I'm gonna have to get somebody else to like help with some of the other things because she's already like backing herself out. And I can't blame her because I'm coaching her on her business too to help her simplify. So really what you're saying is that she's just doing exactly what you've taught her. (laughs) You can't do all these things. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So now you've got your your team or you've got a few people. So How do you, is it because you've got these people, like, how are you able to take the time off? Yep. So a lot of that has to do with scheduling, right? My Uber organized coming out. 
I found that even with the team in the early days of my team, I was still taking calls like every day. Like, oh, you can't meet with me at this time. I'll meet with you at this. Sure. When can I meet with you? And when you put all of that availability on your scheduler, on your Calendly, on whatever you're using, people are just going to schedule when is a good time for them. So, you know, I have people reach out to me now and say, oh, your calendar only has Mondays available for calls. That doesn't work for me. And And in those situations, I'll say, okay, here's another time that might work. How's that? And then that'll, that'll be fine. But I only have one day of availability on my calendar and that's That's my call day. I literally just one had a conversation about this yesterday and also did a podcast about calendaring. And like, if you just shut it off, people will find the time. And if they can't, and they really want to talk to you, they will reach out to you. And then you can decide if you want to take a call. Like I don't work Fridays and Mondays, but if that's the only time and I really want to talk to this person, it's a choice. It's a choice instead of like, I'm all booked out. So I love the fact that you just said that because it was like, that's exactly what I'm saying. People want to know why they'll go, well, okay, I guess this is our only time. So I'll do it nine times out of 10, right? You're going to get that. Right. Exactly. The other thing that kind of goes along with my scheduling is that in order to schedule a free 15 minute connection call with me, you have to fill out a really long form on my website. And it goes against a lot of what I think website designers would tell you to do. Business coaches might say, oh, that's a lot you're asking of them and you, you just want to get them on your list and you, you know, you want to be able to, right, to market right. to them. like the barrier right there you're putting up, right? right? Exactly. But the barrier works for me because I don't want to give you my 15 minutes if you're not going to be a good fit for me. Right. If you're just a tire kicker, <laughs> like 15 minutes, and and also, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, mo- and, and a lot of down people are doing a lot longer than 15 minutes. Or yes, like, let me exactly. talk to you and create this amazing proposal. And then it's like a waste of time. It could, I mean, not saying right. every proposal will just be working out in every call, but it, you can, you yep. can set it up to, you know, my husband yeah. is in sales and he always says, I'm not here just to do takeoffs, which is a, he's in right. the building industry. He says, some people will just do it and do it all day. And he's like, I'm here to work with the serious people because it's a lot of time. It's hours to put together all of that to do it. And for me, it's, it's, it's not just the time. It's not just, you know, like we, we talk about income generating tasks and how you want to hire a VA because you want to focus on income generating tasks. Well, there's more, like, if things are taking up your time, that's draining, not just your income, but your bandwidth. Like I don't. I don't want to not read my novel every night because I am still working because I had so many phone calls that I wasn't able to get anything done. Yeah. You know, bandwidth well, I mean, could be. I'm income- respo- here's what I'm like. I feel like I'm responsible for income generating tasks. So I'd rather give my assistant who's I'm paying whatever, you know, a lot less per hour to do the mundane stuff or the things I, I'm not good yeah. at. But if I'm really yep. good at sales calls and I'm really good at marketing and speaking and getting out there, and if I don't have to do all that stuff, if I don't have to edit this podcast episode, which honestly I right. can't do, but I mean, it's just like, why would I do that? Right. Why? I'm doing another I mean, podcast like, did you go into, 
Did you go into podcast editing as your niche? Was that I think that's a problem? Too. I don't know. For me, in the early days, that was a problem because I am kind of techie. I am not a millennial. I'm yeah. a Gen Xer, but I I picked up technology in my early 20s and I was really good at yep. it. And so, yeah, I could do it. And of course, the early bootstrapping days, I did it all myself. But there was a time that came, and I'm like, okay, listen, you know, just yes. because I can exactly. do this. I shouldn't do it. And now my skills are like, when I make a logo, it looks like I made a logo. <laughs> so, uh, it's like, okay, you know, my business is at the place where I shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. And I've, I've, you Correct. know, I still, I like some of that stuff because it is creative. I'm like, oh, I can play on Canva for hours, but hello, right. I shouldn't be doing that because well, I could be exactly. doing it much the, better than that. You're not doing all the things that you should be doing. Exactly. Because right. Canva is a I always say that Canva is a really quick way to lose six oh, hours of it your life. It is a life rabbit hole. It is a rabbit hole of, of a dreams. <laughs> yes. You know, and even myself, like I find myself always designing my website because I'm a website designer. That's one of the things, the services that we offer. And I find myself constantly on my website oh, redesigning. Like making it. changes and things. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, you're just procrastinating all yeah. of the things that you're doing. And second of all, even though you're a website designer, you're website designing for your clients. Yeah. You don't need to be spending your zone of genius. Yeah. Yeah. Designing for yourself. Like, you know, it, it yeah. just, it's one of those things where it's, the cobbler's son has no shoes, right? It's like, right. <laughs> Well, so how do you do it? Like, here's my thought. And I think many thoughts, I have never had a really large team. Now, how many people do you have currently on your team? Well, and so it's a really fun question because while we do have two assistants that are not full-time, but consistently available, right? they are general admin. So like the smaller tasks, I only bring in the big guns when we have big projects. Okay. So at any time I could tell you, I have 10 gals on the team but they're not always it's, on it's the waning. team yeah so Evan exactly so yep. my thought and I know some people are thinking is like oh but if I have a team then I have to be always even if I'm not working on Friday what if my team member is working and they have a question like are I going to yeah. be getting that constant like do I have to oversee and do I have to yep. you know like if they're working on something how do you do that how yep you- and so for me it is again, knowing who I'm delegating to. I know that my two gals, Kristen and Sarah, who are with me most of the time, I know that they can handle the everyday things that come in because there are systems set up. They're not over there waiting for me just to give them stuff. They know what they've already been assigned on a consistent basis. So, you know, I could, and this happened, I got COVID January, 2022 and I was like, you know what? This is the time that I'm going to practice what I preach. I'm just going to pull up in my <laughs> on your own. <laughs> right? I'm going to I'm going to go in my basement away from my husband and my kid, and I'm going to just lock myself up for five days, and I'll have my laptop. But I was in excruciating like yeah, you're not like in a frame of mind to be answering questions about somebody's I website know. design. <laughs> And I, you know, I felt bad and I did one connection call 15 minutes free with a person. And I was like, nice. very honest with her. I was like, I would like to do this again with you sometime because I should not have taken this call today. Right. <laughs> like, I don't need to be, okay. but you know, it's, it's the fact that 
any of the girls doing the larger projects, they know what they need to do because it's their zone of genius. So if a client is like, I have a website on WordPress and I want it updated. Well, then I have three WordPress girls. I just have to check their availability. And now that's their project. And when they need something, they'll come to me, but it's never anything that has to be answered like ASAP. Right. So when I'm off on Fridays, because that's the day that I take to either get a pedicure, get a massage, go to the doctor, like that's my day, all of the messages kind of rack up and maybe I'll glance every now and then to see, okay, do they really need me? And the answer is usually, (laughs) it can wait. So, you know, if, if I felt like there was a true emergency, I would step in, but most of the time I've taken weeks off. I've gone on vacation as if I were salaried again. I mean, it's truly as an entrepreneur, we're sold this cute idea of like hashtag laptop lifestyle and you're going to be on the beat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and be your margarita all day long <laughs> well guess what they're not showing in the picture of the laptop on the beach the fact that she left the beach went to her hotel room and then did like 25 emails and after worked for 12 hours photo. while the beautiful day went by <laughs> exactly or if it was really a laptop lifestyle she would just be on the beach not taking pictures of the laptop because she's truly living this lifestyle that she really wanted for herself so, you know, when I'm on vacation, I'm on vacation. I'm not bringing my laptop. I'm not, I'll bring my phone because I need a phone. But I mean, if it can't be done on the phone, then it, it doesn't need to be done during vacation. Basically. So it sounds like to kind of wrap this up, you, you have been able to get down to where you have like three day weekends from one yep. being very organized and having procedures and things that and in teaching your people to do it and then having the right people too. It sounds like really good people that you can rely on and who are in the right job for what they're doing, Yes, which I find I've had hiring before where you're like, this is the wrong job for you. Do you want to do something over here? And they were like, yes. I'm like, okay, this is a good bit. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll, I'll add to that, that I am a business strategist. So my business has been strategized. Right. If you, if you're, you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, well, Liz August, the way that she gave herself three day weekends is she hired a team and then she gives people different things, but I have strategized it. It so sounds much. easy, but. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why I keep telling everyone a virtual assistant is actually not the answer to your problem. Yeah. It's strategizing so that your business is very clear cut and they know exactly what needs to get done so that they're not haunting you with the, okay, I did this. Now what do you need? I did this. Yeah, now what do you a need? nightmare. Like, okay. They're just sitting yeah. there and you're like, okay, are you doing anything? They're like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Giving a dog the ball and, and they go fetch it or bring right. it back and you got to throw it again. <laughs> and so what I've done is I've moved into the role of strategist. So I start with the strategy for the client. Then I'm a project manager because I'm not doing this stuff anymore. My team is doing it. But those teammates are not speaking to the client because I also believe in like many cooks in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the only person that the client ever has to communicate with is me. And then I deliver what needs to be delivered to the team. And so there's always that strategy outlook on everything. My strategy eyes are on everything. And I have people implementing that strategy. And I feel that that's where we get really lost because I have hired business coaches who have been amazing business coaches and they have given me so much 
of the bigger picture of what my business needs. But where I think entrepreneurs get stuck is the bridge between yes. strategy How to do it and implement. Yeah. yeah. Great. And that so all sounds great. But when they start to go in there, they're like, and their brains yeah. don't think that my way. Business, Many my days. business coach said, my business coach said to me at the end of 2022, she's like, Liz, you know what I think you should do is I think you should do some sort of live event. Like you should have a zoom call where you invite a whole bunch of people and they come in and they, and they ask you questions. And I said, that sounds like when I was a teacher and I used to do open houses. And so I had an open house. Now, if a business coach said to a coach, right, go have a, a webinar, go have a masterclass, a free lead generating, right, event. I know all the things that need to happen. I know that I need to email a list. Like, what does that know. mean? What do I have to do? I have to set the zoom. I have to get invitations out. I have to set up a registration page. I have to do like a little sales page so that people won't come. And so when she said that, I was like, yes, and I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to do it in a week. And I organized all the little particles that have to go with it. Now a business coach could tell a regular coach that, and they'd be like, this is such a great idea. And here's what I would talk about. And here's how I would share my genius but I don't think that they would be fully aware of what was needed. And I also would venture to guess that they might drag their feet on doing the live yeah, Zoom. Because they're like, because well, I know I need to get to Zoom. I can right. see the, the, right. and, Yeah, there's a lot of pieces behind how to do all of that. So exactly. Um, and so just the idea of all of these incredible coaches and service providers that are not sharing their genius with the world because they're stumbling over the tech. That's what hurts me. I'm just like, let me help you. I love it. So you said you're working yeah. your way up to four day weekends. So how, what, what has to just to, this is sort of a, like a, hmm, what do you have to do? Or do you know, like what has to happen so that you can start really consistently doing the Monday and Friday? Do you know? Yeah. Well, I've dabbled with it a bit because, you know, the holiday week, I was like, I'm not going to, my kid's going to be home. So I'm not going to work the whole week. And it was fine. I hop skipped a flight to Nashville last summer because my husband got a free hotel room for a conference he had to go to. And I was like, mm. I want to stay in a four-star hotel for free. Yeah. I will accompany you. Yeah. So <laughs> I've dabbled, right? Like I've dabbled yeah. at taking these days. What I would do first, and it's kind of funny because I'm here like looking at my own business with strategy. This is what I would tell my client and I'm going to be the client. So I would adjust. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to strategize myself. I'm going to adjust my call schedule some more so that instead of offering Mondays, it's going to be Tuesdays. And then from there, I'm going to probably also find some of the things that I'm still doing in the business. Like I still like to do my own social media. Mm -hmm. I'm going to immediately stop doing that and get that off to my team. And that's going to be hours saved in my life. I'm going to probably teach Kristen, my right-hand woman to sound like me in emails. So that those quick responses that aren't canned templates, right? Like not everything can be a template, right? but not everything needs my eyes on it. So if I can kind of teach her how I would answer this email in this moment, I'm going to just push those off to her. So it's a lot of little things because again, I've already set up the big big automation. So my marketing drives itself. If a client 
needs a proposal. Once I send that proposal, it's out there and everything, like they get what they need to start working with us. So it's really, for me, it's the smaller things. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also like, hmm, do I pick a date to do this and and get it done? You know, it's almost like, do I, it's like pulling that last trigger, right? Okay. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, and that's probably what, that's the way I did it too. It was like, first I did Fridays, you know, and then I said, well, and then it would take me a little while to get going on Mondays after three days off. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm only working a few hours on Mondays. And then it was sort of the dabbling. But I mean, I think that's the, it's better than like, you can't just shut off our calendars and go, oh, sorry, not working yeah. on Fridays and Mondays anymore. Like, I wish that could happen. But of course, it, it's not good business to do it that way. But you're backing I would- out slowly and you're, you're, you're like, okay, I'm making progress and you're, you're making your way back. And you're like, okay, great. Maybe like, I'm going to take two Mondays off a month, you know, and then have to like, you could do whatever to kind of start backing yourself until you're like, Hey, this is running fine. You know, everything's not going to collapse and yeah, great. I'm ready to rock and roll. So I would, I know anyone listening, anyone listening, that's an entrepreneur and they're like, Oh, I want to start working, you know, four day weeks or three day weeks, I would challenge them to pick one big thing that could be automated. Yeah. So those are your big things like the marketing funnels or sending your weekly newsletter, things like that. Pick one big thing. And then the little thing is maybe you have personal appointments that have to get done during the week. And you're like, okay, I'll go to the hairdresser on Tuesday and I'll get a massage on Wednesday. I'll get a pedicure on Thursday. Like start looking at your calendar, both business and personal and chunking those things together because I would rather do, (laughs) Uh, yeah, batch them. I'd rather do five connection calls back to back to back to back on Tuesday than stretch them across the week. Or I'd rather go. I just did a podcast about this yesterday about the calendaring and like like, go from the things together. Yep. Yeah. Or go like dentist to UPS to return my Amazon packages to CVS to massage, yeah. like get that all done in one day. So I think that that too. And I totally agree. Those- my, my projector human design brain has always yes. done this. I've always had this knack for getting the most bang for my buck, no matter what it is that I'm doing. So I probably, I thought about doing organizing. I probably could do it, but I feel like not quite as detailed enough to do all of the things you're doing, but I would like schedule out my stops. Like yeah. in my head, I see I can do this. I can do this or this, or this, or this, or this, and still be back in time. You know, I, I it, but not everybody. I, and I know that. I, it's true. Projectors do that. Also, I have a mom who is very much like that. Like she would love to say, what can we take in from the car? Like what's in the, like, grab everything you can. It's like, you know, those memes, they show like the women that are going to break their arms with the grocery bags. That's yeah. my mom. She's never going to do a second trip. Right. She will be the quickest amount of time. <laughs> oh, we're going to get all the groceries in on one trip and we're not going back. Cause that's me. Okay. Things like balanced on my head. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be like a Sherpa. Like I'm literally going to strap packages to me because I will not go back I don't to the waste car. another like two minutes going yeah. out there to do it. I know. Not worth my blessed time. Not worth oh my, my blessed time. Or like the fact that I'm bringing my five-year-old to Disney World and apparently now to go to Disney World, you need like a PhD because oh you have God. to- There's like mapping, there's apps, there's like when oh to go God. there. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> I look like the scene in Always Sunny Sunny in Philadelphia with the guy with the crazy like bulletin board with the strings and the pins. I look like that 
I have my Disney plans and I, but, but, but this is my thought process is like, I can't afford now to bring my child to Disney multiple times because it is a crazy fortune to do that. My dad used to scalp tickets in the parking lot for like $20. Now you can't do that. Back in the day. It's like, oh my God. It's like going, you could take a cruise around the world or go to Disney. (laughs) Right. Go on a Viking pleasure cruise Right. instead of going to Disney, I'll, I'll let you right know, like, that's, that's my plan. So I'm, I'm thinking of it, like, you're never going to Disney World again, Blake. You're never going to Disney World again. Maybe you will. Maybe and I would love to manifest that case, for you. You have to see everything. You've got two minutes on this ride. <laughs> I'm like, you are going to go on the Dumbo ride and then the Peter Pan ride because they are right next to each other. So that, yeah. And that's well, the strategy. You let me know how that goes. <laughs> I will. I'll report in late April when we get back from Disney oh and we're gosh. exhausted. Okay, Liz. So if people, I hope, are enjoying this because this has been great. Lots <laughs> of good behind the scenes on how you've moved yes. to having three-day weekends. And hopefully soon you'll have to let us know. When you come back, when you get 40 weekends, come back and we'll have you on again. I'll so how can people get in touch with you? So everything that you could possibly need is neatly arranged, of course, at <laughs> simplifysimplify.me slash links, and that will bring you to all of the things. Okay, great. And we'll have it linked below, of course, all the stuff. And I know you had a free gift and other things over there. So yes, amazing. Thank you so much. This has been so inspiring. And I feel like I have a little, I, I'm sort of straddling the line a little bit with some of the stuff you said, but at the end of the day, no, I definitely am not that detail oriented, but it's glad I'm glad to hear that you've got it and it's such a success and that you are creating a business, this type of business where you do have time off because I think it's many people get stuck in that where they're like, it's just on all the time. And, and that's what we're hoping to avoid. And that's what we're trying to help. So excellent. Thank you for being there and doing the work to help people work yeah. less and simplify their business and good luck in Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right. Until next time, we'll see you guys. Bye. I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and show you simplifying and scaling is easier than you think. If you're ready to tame the chaos of your business into a simpler model while increasing your impact and income, grab my free simplify and scale template at donnaashton.com forward slash template or check the link in the show notes. See you next time.